0: This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen.
1: Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter six. Chapter six, this has been a four-part series on the cups of promise that the, uh, the Israelites remember every year. Verse number six begins like this. says, therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. First cup, I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. Second cup. Third cup, I will redeem you <clears throat> with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. Now fourth cup, I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this passage that's been speaking life into our church and life into our hearts. And Lord, I ask you today in Jesus' name that you're going to open it to us. Father, thank you for this powerful testimony uh, of commitment, consistency, and change because, Lord, that's going to lead us right to where we need to be today to prepare to drink from the fourth cup of your promise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, let's talk about those four cups really quickly. We've been going through this over the last month, and I don't know if it's spoken to you, but it has spoken to my heart. Cup number one, he said that, he said, I will bring you out of your oppression in Egypt, and that was the cup of sanctification, okay? The cup of sanctification, and that's the cup to where we're set aside unto God, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. I think I'm going to say that every single week through this series. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means that you're set aside unto God, that, that you have been chosen for a reason. Now, look, there may not be a, a difference between the cup in your house that, that, is, that is the sanctified cup and, and then the cup that is not the sanctified cup. Let me just put it this way. There is one coffee mug that there are about three that are that style, but there one is my coffee mug. Come on now. And when I look at the, that part of the cabinet and my sanctified coffee mug is not there, come on, I said, uh, uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday morning, I said, somebody has some answering to do. Why? Because my cup was not there and it was morning time and I was ready and Christina actually jumped up from where she was and I said, I, she said, I think it's me, I think it's me, and kind of running in, I was like, I thought, well, I can't fuss, at you, the kids would have got it. Uh, and she, she's like, I'll swap. I was like, no, I'll use this other one since it's you. But the point is, it's the same as some of the others. That one just, that one has my stain on it. Come on, amen. And, and I, it's set aside. And i tell you that silly story to tell you. That's what I remember most about that first cup. It's not that you're somehow perfect to God. It's that God chose you. God claims you. And God says you belong to him. That's the cup of sanctification. The next cup was where he said, I will free you from your slavery in Egypt. I will free you from your slavery in Egypt. And the freeing from the slavery in Egypt, doesn't that make, and we said this every week, doesn't that make you think, well, he's already said I'll bring you out of your oppression in Egypt, but now he's going to free you from your slavery. But here's the difference. Here's the deal. Here's how that changes. He says, not only am I going to pick you out and choose you as my own, he said, but when I get you out of Egypt, I'm going to get Egypt out of you. I'm going to take the stuff that's followed you your whole life, and I'm going to break it, and I'm going to change it, and I'm going to to mold you into somebody that I called you to be. Come on now. Amen. And he said, in order to do that, you're going to have to drink from the cup of deliverance. Amen. That, God, I want you to get out of me what needs to be out of me so I can get in me what you want to put in me, which leads us to the very next cup, from the cup of sanctification, the cup... Of deliverance, the, the next cup. He says, I will redeem you. He, sa- he said, I will redeem you by my, uh, 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 mighty, my, my arm and by mighty acts of judgment, he said. And, and, and so that's the cup of redemption. He says, I not only chose you, I not only brought you out, but I did it for a purpose. I want to give you a purpose that is above and beyond where you are in your life right now. He said, I've chosen you. I prepared you, and now I'm going to let you live on purpose because I redeemed you to do so. Come on now. And my favorite verse from that message last week, I think it's going to become a life verse. Psalms 18:35. He says, you, O oh God, stoop down to make me great. Hallelujah. There is no valley too deep that my God can't rescue. No pit that I've dug too deep that my God can't rescue us. Amen. Amen. So he redeems us. And then, finally... Today, he said, I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Every time we've read that, I just got excited. I mean, I got fired up because it stirred something in me throughout this whole series. And I, and I purposely didn't study the next cup in, he, in Hebrew history until I had preached on the previous cup because I didn't want to blend them together. And I just wanted to rear back my head and say, hallelujah. Come on now. Amen. Now think about that word hallelujah for just a moment. How, have you ever been like sitting there waiting on a family member who's always late and you can't eat until they get there and finally they arrive? And when they finally get there, you go, well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or have you ever been like trying to get a, a project finished and when you finally get all the paperwork done and you finally get the approval or you finally get the loan or you finally get the house where you get your CEO, come on now, or when they finally tear the building down, amen, amen. what do you say? Hallelujah. I mean, praise God. Hallelujah. That's a church word, okay? Hallelujah is a church word, but it's a Hebrew word, is hallel. And the Hebrew word hallel there means to celebrate, to boast, or to rave. An exclamation of victory after, watch this, after one has experienced some level of fulfillment. The proper use of the word hallelujah means it's done. Woo, glory to God. It, we made it. Amen. I came through the dark night. I'm on the other side. Hallelujah. <laughs> Your child finally cleaned their bedroom. Hallelujah. Come on now. I mean, there's a sense of, uh, 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 of joy in knowing that something has been accomplished, that something has been done and so the fourth cup this today that we're bringing to you is the cup of praise the cup of praise that 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 the cup the Jewish people when they come to this in the in the Passover meal in Passover that cup of praise they call in Hebrew they call it the cup of hallel the cup of hallel that means that they come to the place that they realize they've drank from the other uh, three cups already, that they they say, God, you didn't have to come down to Egypt, but you came down to Egypt, and you chose us, and you found us, and you made us your people, and you sanctified us as your own. Come on now. And then they came on down, and they they said, oh, God, not only did you come down and choose us, but when you chose us, you saw the condition we're in, so you delivered us, and you made us no longer slaves, but but I want to thank you, God, that, that you took of people that weren't even a people really, and you, you set them free, and then you got all that bad stuff of 400 years of bondage out of us you know the number one response we've had in this series? And it's blown my mind who it's come from. It's come from young people going to their parents and saying, "You, I mean, literally we had one, uh, literally drag their parents here to say, you got to come hear what God's telling us over there. They said, you know that, that problem that granddaddy had and his granddaddy had, and you've got, I you want you to come over here and realize you don't have to keep that anymore because you can be delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on now, man. Woo, and they get, they get excited, and so they, uh, that Jewish people say, Lord, you chose us. You delivered us out of our slavery, and, and then they said, God, we, we were wandering around with nothing, but your promise was that you would, that you would make us part of, of something greater. God, you would make us part of something stronger. You would make us part of something that wasn't just a rag, tab, ra, uh, rabble of people, but you made us a great nation, and you redeemed us for a purpose, God. You chose us for a purpose. You delivered us for a purpose. You redeemed us, and now we have a purpose to, to be your people. And so the fourth cup, well, this is where I got excited. The fourth cup is where they say, we drank from these cups to remember what you did. But we drink from this cup to say, we don't have to keep drinking from these cups because God set us free. God delivered me. God has redeemed me and given me purpose. And I drink from the cup of halal, the Jewish people say, to remember that God did this for a reason. And now I'm living on purpose to do what he created me for, to be who he's chosen me to be. Now, I know that I probably shouldn't have to go there with this crowd, but I'm going to go, go ahead and go there. Doesn't that sound familiar? A God who didn't have to choose us looked down into the crowd one day and saw a sinful man and a sinful woman, and he said to all of us here, he said, I have chosen you, and he called us to salvation, and then something happened. Am I making sense to anybody? We felt the draw in our heart and the tears in our eyes and the conviction of our sin, and we threw up our hand or we bowed our knees. Come on now. And we drank from the cup of sanctification as God saved us and set us free. Amen. Man, that's awesome. But then after we were saved, suddenly we realized we weren't who we thought we were going to be. You know, it's sort of like when you go through the car wash and you come out the other side. I, I went through the car wash yesterday. As we drove through the car wash, uh, I, as I came through, we've we, we got a, another building we we're going to be using while ours is torn down and the road's messy and my car was filthy. And so I drove through and, and Charlie's looking at all the rainbows all over the windows. Come on now. And, and, and as I come through, I'm thinking, man, I hope this thing does a good job. And I get out and my truck truck is gleaming, except for one spot right in the middle of the door, come on, that was missed. One spot that was missed. That's the way it is after you get saved sometime. You think everything's going to be perfect, but suddenly you realize that you're still dealing with who you used to be. But then you start being consistent, and you start watching what God does as God begins to move in your life, and suddenly everything changes. And you walk in freedom. And when you start walking in freedom, you realize that if you don't walk on purpose, you'll go back to your past. I'm not even to my sermon over there. I'm just in the introduction. But I'm just trying to get you through the cups. We're just trying to get through that if you're not walking on purpose, you will go back to what he's delivered you from. And you're going to have to drink from this cup again. You're going to have to say, God, deliver me again. Because I know you've chosen me and I know you've called me. But God, I went back into some sin. And God, I know that you're my father and I know that you love me. But God, I I need to drink from the cup of deliverance again. It's because you've not been drinking from the cup of redemption. But the cup of praise can also be called the cup of fulfillment. Another name for it could be the cup of fulfillment. It means... Hallelujah. You've already done this, God. You've already saved me. You've already delivered me. You've given me purpose. And now, oh, I'm living in my purpose. You see, do you know what's good about a cup? Have you ever just been so thirsty? Whatever you've been enjoying, maybe let me just put it this way. Have you ever had something so spicy that, that you were thankful for the drink on the table? We were at the local restaurant down here one day, and one of our staff members was, was sitting across from me, and, 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 and I always tell them this. I'll take them down because, you know, traveling, I've learned to love different, different ethnic foods, and I'll sit down, and they'll bring the sauces out, and I'll say to them, boys, now listen to me. Red means stop. Green means go. Are you, are you with me? Red means, I was in India, and they're like, Pastor, how can you eat all this hot stuff? And I was like, when you have 100-something Latin people in your church, you learn to eat hot stuff. Come on. But, uh, and he wasn't listening to what I told him, and his plate sat down in front of him, and and he just grabbed the red and just, just poured it on. And about that time, they brought the second plate out, and he realized that the second plate was his, and the one that was now red was mine oh, pastor, I'm so sorry. I said, well, that's all right. And I've been trying to win the owner of the restaurant to Jesus. And so I said, just give me the, give me that plate and I'll, I'll eat that plate. I want you to know I could have preached on hellfire and brimstone that day from deep within. Come on now. Amen. It, it was, it was, it was powerful moment, but I, I was like sitting there saying, Fill my glass again, please. Come on now. Because when you go back to your glass and it's not full and it's not filled, it's not what it's supposed to be because you need another drink from that. Listen to me. Then you're, you're struggling. And see, the problem is when your cup is not full and filled, you don't walk in fulfillment. Are you with me? And the way that you get to the full and filled cup that makes you fulfilled, I want you to get that today. Uh, the way that you get there is by knowing that you have drank from the other cups in your life. Knowing that when you need it, that you remind yourself that when you get up and the devil tells you, why keep going to church? Why keep trying to honor God? Why why don't you go out and live in that sin? You have to go back and remind yourself I have drank from the cup of sanctification. I am not my own. I am a child of the King. I belong to a Father who has chosen me. And when you come back and you drink from that cup it helps fill the cup on the other end up. As you drink from the one you begin to fill the other cup and then you drink from the cup of deliverance when yesterday comes knocking on your door and it will come You say, you don't understand. I can't go back. God's already set me free. I can't do that again. Then you drink deep from the cup of uh, of deliverance. It fills your cup. And when you start seeing yourself living in pain in the past, you say, no, 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 no. the only way out of pain in the past is to walk on purpose. God, I'm going to begin to live on a a direct purpose to honor you with my life and to serve others with my life. Come on now. And I then begin to fill the other cup. So that when I go to drink from the cup of hallelujah, the cup of hallel, the cup of fulfillment, what I'm saying is God's already doing something in me. I'm not there yet, but praise be to God. Look what he's already done. Come on now. Amen. Look where I am. Look what he's already up to. Now, let me tell you the greatest way to fill the cup of praise and the cup of fulfillment. Are you ready for this? By serving others. Living life to its fullness. God wants you to live life to its fullness. And the way that you're going to live life to its fullness. Somebody go, Well, Pastor John, I don't know if God has that for me. John 10 and 10 tells us this the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. God wants your cup full and filled because He wants you living fulfilled. He wants you living fulfilled. Pastor Don, I just don't know when the right time is. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 tells us when the right time is. He says he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. This is amplified. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose, cup of redemption, in the human heart. A mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Can I tell you when it's time to start living to the life to the fullness when something inside of you says I need more? See, a lot of us bring an empty cup of praise in on Sunday morning, and we just want the worship pastor to fill up our cup off of his cup. Please sing the song I love, because that one fills my cup. Come on now. but well, what we should be doing is not coming in here with empty cups, but with full cups and as we come in as we begin to pour out and others begin to pour out the atmosphere is created for the people who don't know Jesus to get saved for the people who need to be delivered to say if God can do that in you he can do it in anybody come on now I don't have time for this but I'm just going to share this testimony anyways listen I remember one time the guy stood right about here he became an elder here. I, I wrote about him in, in my, one of my books, and uh, I mean, I just loved him dearly, but he was standing right about here in an illustrated sermon, and and, and he was helping me preach that day in an illustrated sermon, and we broadcast it out on the television, and, and the church phone started ringing. Listen to me. The church phone started ringing, and this is what people said, because this guy who we all loved, and he, he grew to be an elder in our church when he came here, he was just as much uh, wasted as he'd been for most of his life, and and, and his uh, he used to to be the dealer, come on now, the dealer for some others. And people called up the church and they said, "Listen, Pastor, we're coming to your church." And they said, "Well, well, all right. Why are you coming to our church?" They said, "Because we saw that man on television, and we know if God can save him, He can save anybody." Come on now, Amen. I said, "I said He can set him free. He can set anybody free." Can I tell you that God wants to use your past, not to embarrass you, but so that others that are in the same bondage you were in can realize the cup of deliverance works for everybody. Come on now. Amen. 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 But I feel this today. You see, God's been working something. And man can't understand it. They can't comprehend what God has done. He has an overall plan, and it works from beginning to end. He's doing something amazing. I was actually reading the end of that scripture for you there. He's doing something amazing in our lives. Now, I want you to understand the greatest way to be fulfilled, the greatest way to be able to live in hallelujah is to be part of accomplishing something, doing it, being a part of it, serving together. Your cup of fulfillment will fill when you serve others. Amen. It's about doing something beyond ourselves. You know, I think we're the only church that I've ever heard of that's doing massive mission ministry type event right in the major beginning of a building campaign. We're supposed to be asking you to write the church checks right now. Come on. But instead, we're asking you to help men get free from drugs. If you were here before uh, 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 on a Wednesday night and remember back when we started a church, we plan on starting another church in another country this Wednesday night because we figure that if God's Word is true, that if you give, it shall be given unto you. Come on now. When you sow, then you reap a harvest. We thought instead of focusing on ourselves, we're just going to plant a church somewhere else. Come on now. Amen. And we're going to plant it in some other country, and, and, and we believe God's going to lead us to that. We're going to do that Wednesday night. So what I'm trying to tell you is the way your cup gets full is when you help fill others' cups. And when you walk in the truth of what God's called you to walk in. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. I'm not going to preach much longer. It says, Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we could ever dare to ask or dream of. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires thoughts or hopes when you start out doing something like this you think well could we possibly fill one but as you start walking on purpose god gets involved and god takes it above and beyond what you could ever think possible it's the same way in your own life god sees you as a world changer And God wants you to begin to give your life to him in all four of these cups. And as you give your life to him in all four of these cups, you're going to find that your cup's going to fill up more than you could ever have imagined. You're not going to be living dry anymore. You're not going to be going through a spiritual wilderness because when you help somebody finish something, you're going to step back and go, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I can tell you, there are going to be people who irritate the fire out of you. They're going to irritate you because they're going to show up at the last second and throw in their advice and then take credit for the work you did. Come on. But guess what? It's still done, it's still accomplished, it's still a part of it. And when we accomplish something, it's going to change our lives too. Our lives will change when we get equipped serve others until you're given beyond yourself you're never going to know it because fulfillment is found when we live beyond ourselves that's where it's found now look there's three things that you're going to need three things that you're going to need and uh, you're going to need to make a contribution and i'm not talking about financially if you don't know that your life is adding value you're not going to be fulfilled you're going to need community you're going to need to know that people know your name. And you're going to need to celebrate. Have you ever tried to have a party by yourself? I know some of you are like, I can have my own party. No, 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 no. It's not fun to watch a sports thing by yourself. You know? I, I'm, we, we went down last night to, to the Monster Jam, and, and, and there was, I mean, it's not that great of an event, in my opinion, you know, but what was fun was watching the little one's eyes light up and, and then them turn around and giving all of us high fives when, when things were catching on fire and exploding. Come on now. That celebration together. You're going to need all of these things in your life to walk in fulfillment. So today we come to the end of our four cup journey. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could take some time to make sure you're drinking from all four cups? To make sure that you know that you know that you're born again. To make sure that you know that you know you're not who you were. God has delivered you. Come on now. To make sure that you're living on purpose because you redeemed for a purpose. God did not waste his son's life. And finally, Find fulfillment because you can give God praise because you see the work being accomplished.